Today's episode is sponsored by RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Reveal your hero by liking Rainbow Comics and Cards on Facebook and following their live videos about informative posts on comics, sports cards, and everything geek culture. Rainbow Comics and Cards has stores in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Lincoln, Nebraska, where you can find all your favorite comic books, graphic novels, action figures, sports cards, and everything uh, under the geek sun. Uh, you will find a large selection of comic book back issues at both of the locations, Lincoln and Sioux Falls, uh, so be sure to stop in and say hi if you're in the area. RainbowComicsAndCards.com has tons of books, back issues, sports cards, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, and they ship items all over the world through the website, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Both locations are located at 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls and 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska, and everywhere at RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler, the bearded wonder, although my beard is gone, JP. You're still mildly bearded? Yeah. It's, I. It's like a stubbled wonder. Yeah, I uh, I was bored the other day. You were uh, bored the other day, so you decided to shave your massive beard. No, I went into the bathroom just because I don't like it when the hair is starting to um, tickle my ears. Oh. So, right? So the sideburn parts. I guess you don't have that problem from the top. So it's nope. going to come from the bottom. From the beard. So so I started just trimming a little bit and it got out of control. So there's only one thing to do at that point is to just um, start anew. Well, refresh the canvas. Well, listen, the, adap- or the, the adapter thing on my um, clippers yes. uh, that you can adjust the length with it, the, the longest one that I had was an eighth of an inch. Oh, and wow. so I'm a little bummed because I went way shorter than I wanted. That's and okay. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about your face and your hair is it grows extremely fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, it does. And um, it's thick, you know, even right now. I mean, it's full, even though it's super short. I mean, your, your face is what my face would look like after like a year. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Um, it takes a long, like this yeah. is like a month. Wow. <laughs> Tyler just looked at me. You guys have no idea. He looked at me in such disgust, disdain, and disgust. No, 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 no. Like, wow, that's really sad. No, you, your face. Everyone's is... got different genetics. <laughs> my okay. I saw my mom last night. We were okay. at a we were at a um, a wedding reception, and I sat down with my mom. She goes, "I like your beard. That looks so nice." So then I'm like, "Oh, that's a nice compliment from my mom." Then I saw my aunt, and she's like. Tyler, that beard looks nice. And then my cousin said the same thing. And I said to my wife, I said, I don't think anyone liked my beard before because everybody is commenting how nice it looks, you know? Well, I like it. I like it this way. Do you? Yeah. It's just just nice. It's just there. Yeah. My wife is the opposite. She likes it huge. Remember how huge I had it? Yeah, you had like wizard beard going on. Yeah. Anyway, she likes it like that, you know? But um, I had the patience to do it. That was a two-year-old beard. Um, but now I'm not so sure. I might go a little bit longer and leave it at that length. You know, just keep right. it, keep it a little bit longer than it Bushy is now. Bushy, but not. Bushy, but not long. I got you. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about comics, not my beard, but. <laughs> we sure are. How's married uh, life? Uh, married life is great, man. It's, it's, it's exactly the same. Yep. Just official piece it's of paper. F- that's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, we're doing all the same stuff. You know, if I, I, here's my thing. If, and Peggy and I both feel this way. If. I didn't have 
um, if we didn't get insurance discounts or, or for me, you know, tax breaks and for being married, we wouldn't do it because we know what we have and you don't need to validate it to the rest of the world with it. No. And the idea of, um, marriage with an official document is relatively new. I mean, it's, I, I believe it started in the middle ages. Um, I would say, um, sure. I mean, as far as, as far as having weddings, I mean, that right. was, and then, and then official documents. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you have to, because of what you said, tax breaks. Yeah. 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 And insurance and all that shit. So. Yeah. But, yep. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I like being single, but I, I like being more, uh, I like being married more. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. I mean, you just, it's just, you take solace and, um, you take, uh, great, I don't know, gratitude that you know that that is, that is you. That is it. That right. Is, you are, you have a confidant for life. Yeah. So. I have, uh. Yep, and then we have a baby on the way. Yes. So do. I mean, technically, if she doesn't go into labor, um, we are going to have her induced on the twenty seventh. So Man, uh it's three weeks from tomorrow. Are you guys ready? Um not well <laughs> um ready in our like, mentally ready, sure. As ready um, as ready can be. Yeah. But our house, um I'm still working on the what's gonna be the baby room yeah. was my art studio and so it's just been really hard to then redistribute all of this stuff somewhere else, mm. you know? And also I'm one of those people that when I see a big project, I just stare at it and go, I don't, I don't know where to start, I don't know. but, um, I don't know what's going on, guys. yeah, but I hear you, man. Yeah. I'm almost done. I've just been doing little bits at a time. So I don't feel that way, but yeah. I, I feel the same way when I work on like, like some of my little projects that I have, like putting together figures or painting stuff. It's like, you know, I'm going to paint, all the green today. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to paint all the silver. Today yeah. And, and yeah. So. How was that Stranger Things ash can that yes, came out? Yes, we are here to talk about comics. Uh, I am JP, the pretty boy of comics, if you guys didn't Oh, know. yeah, we didn't say that. Oh, that, was a, that was a terrible in, intro. You know what? It's it's okay. That's true. It is okay. Because <laughs> we, could, we could do whatever we want. Yeah, you're damn right. Um, but yes, we are here about to talk about comics. Um a really small week of books for indie books. Uh, I agree. DC yep. and Marvel had a large week of stuff, but yep. it wasn't anything different or exciting. No. Uh, the only thing DC or Marvel that we talk about is Marvel book, is the Venom book. Right now. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think the only big mention this week is um, Cosmic Ghost Rider issue number two by Donny Cates has uh, exploded the internet because it is a first appearance of the Jugger Duck. Jugger Duck. That is correct. Is it a combination of. Uh, the Juggernaut, and um, Howard the Duck. You are correct, sir. Is it really? It is basically... I was trying to think of that Marvel yep. duck character. Yep. So what it is, is uh, Donnie Cates went on Twitter and said, you know, people are like, what the hell is this? And yeah. he said, that is the Jugger Duck. It's what happens when Howard the Duck is possessed by the, the crimson gem of Sidorak. Yeah. And Sidorak is Which is what Marco Kane was infected or... Uh, cursed with and yeah. how he became the juggernaut, right? Yep, yep. And then um, Sidorak, uh, first appearance was 1992, 1991. Oh, okay. Uh, Doctor Strange, Supreme Sorcerer, issue number 44. God, we're nerds. A shit, a shit, like $2 bin comic. Right. Become, is, overnight has become a $30 book. I bet. I so bet it has. if you are excited about this Juggernaut character, right. uh, feel free to stop at your local shops. Um, they've pulled them out of the back. Yeah. <laughs> they've pulled them out. <laughs> so, um, 
Now, we are sponsored now by Rainbow, so I can talk about this. Rainbow did put some Doctor Strange Supreme Sorcerers number hmm. 44s on their store shelf at $20 a piece yeah. for our good, the goodwilling customers who yep. need them. They are right next to the Cosmic Ghost Rider issue number two. So if you are a specker, you can or if get you're both. Interested, they're right next to each other. Boom and boom. It's a first appearance duo. So, so I would recommend that. Your Ghost Rider um, still the same price, cover price? Yeah, yeah. Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider still Even, the same price. Is that going up? On... Uh, I don't know about that one, mm. but I just know that it's it's sparked interest in this Doctor Strange issue out of nowhere. You know, but that's what Donny Cates has been doing. He's been he's been he's uh, manipulating the Marvel Universe without changing where it's come from. I think this one, though, may have jumped the shark. Juggerduck? He, trust me. I have my... I ha- this is I love Donny Cates, but that to you me remember, remember what I said about the uh, what was his name the Carnage Red yeah. Goblin yeah the Red Goblin yeah Red Goblin won't last yeah Juggerduck won't last either right? oh no that's how, just my opinion but I mean Howard the Duck won't last you know so I mean he oh, we said yeah there's a weird I'm cult, sure somebody said that when Howard the Duck was first invented there is a, he's been around for thirty years yeah there is a weird cult following for Howard the Duck but. You know, the general comic people just—it's yeah. stupid. If you ask me, my personal opinion, I don't think the Juggerduck stuff will last. However, I could be wrong, and Juggerduck might get his own series, and then people will go nuts over that, and it might be a great spec book to buy. So, and Rainbow, I know, is also putting it on the shelf at twenty dollars because of that fragileness. Okay. So, uh, don't go online to eBay and get it. Get, grab it at Rainbow, and then for your. Most of um, most of our listeners are in the South Dakota, Minnesota area where we live, and where the stores are at. So, um, yeah, definitely come check them out, or you know, buy them if you want one because um, I, I have a feeling they're going to go quick. Yeah, and then in terms of the series and any type of series, uh, Rainbow Comics Cards Collectibles in Sioux Falls and Lincoln uh, also offers a pull list, so it's a great way to get those books pulled off the shelf and put into a box securely, safely, waiting for you when you come into the store. So um, stop into the shop, and you can guarantee that book before it's gone off the shelf. Right. Yep. yep. So heads up on that. Yeah. Um, but yes, that was just a quick excerpt on what was kind of hot this week. Sure. Um, what I grabbed this week, though, a small grouping of stuff. Um, the biggest book, I think, was Stranger Things, the fr- the preview, the ash can. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to read yours? No, I did not. Um, okay. So what this actually deals with is, if you're a Stranger Things fan, this is going to be great for you, uh, like we're all Stranger Things fans. Uh, it is the story of what Will is doing in the Upside Down during season one, where we don't know. Because they oh. don't really show it. Okay. They just, you know, we know he's gone. So this is going to be... The story within the story. Yep. So it's not technically new, but it is new. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like that idea, because um, it's not pivotal to the the TV show. Yeah. But it is, you know, for those hardcore fans that want to know all the info. Exactly. It is there. It's a great companion piece to the show. It's going to be a four issue run. Um, this will be available uh, September twenty sixth yeah. when it comes out, and. The free preview was about the first third or uh, half of a book. Was it? It was good. Yeah. It was good. It, it captured the flavor of the show, and the art wasn't terrible or anything. And I think it would be a good force you run. When I buy ash cans, I usually don't buy them to read because I don't like getting cut off <laughs> and going, what what the? Yeah. You know, but I usually buy them for uh, value because um, if, the se- if the series takes off, and I think this one will be a, 
a good seller. It'll be a nice cult collector's item. Just yeah. Like, you know, just like um, Stranger Things is a nice little following. I mean, yep. it's tough to call anything a cult following anymore. It's just a following, you know? Yeah. A cult following now is like well, a to million me, fans. No, <laughs> to me, a cult following, it, it's it's still a thing. It's, it's just on a bigger scale now. Yeah, but it's... Hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to say see what I'm saying yeah I see but um, okay like Walking Dead comic books okay everyone there's Walking Dead TV show Uh millions of viewers Walking Dead comic books you know it's it's got its following you know it's a yeah maybe there's still millions but it's not in the same type of numbers as national television right and so you know you know um Guys like us are going, oh, the comic's much better. <laughs> we are comic snobs on that end. Uh-huh. In that aspect. I'm always like that, oh, the book was much better. <laughs> you, should, so much better. you should read the book. Yeah, the book. Um, so I got a few pages into The Walking Dead this week. Yeah, here's the thing. I had a crazy busy week, mm. and then all of a sudden last night I'm going, I didn't read any books. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I've read a few. Um so, what's going on in Walking Dead? I don't Walking care about Dead, being, being Walk- spoiled. It's oh, cool. yeah. No problem. Walking Dead continues its slow burn. But I think, you know, a lot of people have given it flack for that. Like, the slow burn. Like, in, like just how this story right now is, is advancing. Because mm-hmm. it's it's advancing, advancing at a snail's pace. But I have no issue or qualms with that. Because the world and the status quo of where we are at now, from where we were at in issue number one is absolutely completely different issue number one the world has been ra- at least america has been ravaged because we don't know about other parts of the world but america has completely been ravaged by this outbreak right this plague this virus and the zombies were huge because it was like you know the walkers were the main threat yes now we've gotten to a point where the walker situations have been dealt with i just uh, paged through this not one zombie right yeah. And that's where I'm saying very very slow burn. Yep. But um now, you know, Rick is tried and true through so many different uh, tribulations and troubles and mm-hmm. villains and yep. enemies and armies and weather and you know, anything you can think of, he's done it. Yeah. It's crazy. So, now we're at a point where the zombies aren't even second nature, third nature, fourth nature. They're like tenth nature to these people. It's not even something they really have to worry about anymore. They're more worried about securing their own places from other people. It's from other people is the problem. Other survivors. So the world is completely different now. Um, And what I'm happy with uh, is the long memory that this book has. Um, There's this new governor of the Commonwealth. She's got tons and tons of people at her place. But uh, Rick feels very weird calling her governor because of... We already had it. We already had a governor. (laughs) He wasn't very nice. And he was weird as hell. Yeah, Um, he was not a nice man. So... What I I don't know what to think of the governor. I mean, uh, on the surface, she seems okay, but um, I feel like there's something underneath that's going to come out that we don't right that doesn't jive well. You know, the biggest thing is we've gotten to a point in the book where we've been so attached to these characters for so long yep. that the book itself doesn't even need any action. To have action, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's well, th- you, the interaction between the characters and how they react and how their personal feelings come into play is the action of this book now. At yeah. least for now. For now. I, I will disagree with you. This one is almost too slow of a burn for me in just I the first few 
few pages yeah. where, okay, John is picking tomatoes and he's smelling them. And um, the kid, uh, what's his name? Um, well, anyway, one of the kids there is saying, I don't even like tomatoes. And he says, it doesn't matter what you like anymore. That We're done with that. It's what you need. Yeah. And so I'm just like, why do we need this little lesson that he's teaching him? It's just, <laughs> it just feels – it just feels – I don't need that in my comic, you know, sure. kind of thing. It. it only lasted a panel, you know, or yeah. two, but. Well, we haven't seen this guy. This guy used to be one of Negan's head honchos. Yeah. And there he there he's now running the Savior's Complex. Yep. And this, you know, I, I happen to disagree with the people that say this book is a slow burn. Because when you look at it, we're actually jumping from panel to panel, page to page, to each different location that oh, yeah. Rick controls. Oh, yeah. Well, I, Rick and his people control. First, we're at the Savior's Place. I've then only read over. four pages, and yeah, we went three different locations. Yeah. And then we went to um, Rick's Place, and then we went to the Hilltop, and then we went to the Kingdom. And this book actually probably covers like a week or so of material, a week of time. Yeah, in their lives. Like, yeah. Because he's like, hey, we're going to stay here for a night, and yep. then I'm going to show you the Hilltop tomorrow. Yep. And then I'm going to show you here tomorrow. So... I disagree with people saying the slow burn, but again, that's just me. And that's and that's only because in the beginning of the series, I mean, we are on issue one hundred and eighty-two. So in the beginning of the series, it was all terror and action and yeah. And I think uh, Walking Dead fans have been spoiled over the years for because it's it was such strong writing, such a high level, with such a unique idea and a well. A unique twist on an old idea, the right. zombie trope. Yep. You know, it's a very unique take and uh, on that, on that, and trying to set up a, a soap opera e type story within a horror book. And um, I, I've, I always loved Walking Dead. You know, even if the issue doesn't really have somewhat any like action, I usually find some sort of value out of it. And uh, it's the characters, man. The characters drive this story right now. Definitely. And, uh, uh, I think it's that's fun. What you have to expect with this old lieutenant of the. Uh, of Negan's, um, he even said, you know, the way Negan ran stuff, it was bad. Yeah. The way we're doing stuff, because Negan took and we made enemies. And he's saying, now we give and they trade. And he goes, and now we have friends. Mm -hmm. So um, it's nice that the Hilltop community and or the Sanctuary. This is the Saviors. This is the Saviors, yep. And then Alexandria and we've got um, the Kingdom. The kingdom. Uh, with Ezekiel and Ezekiel's dead, right? But that's where that yeah, yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And they make a small mention of that too. He's like, "Yeah, you would have liked, you would have liked Ezekiel." He had a tiger. He had a tiger. Yeah, <laughs> that's the spot I stopped. Yeah. And he goes, "A tiger? Yeah, you had a tiger? <laughs> yeah, you had a tiger. Yeah, it was awesome." <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, Rick is taking the new governor um, to his different communities because he wants to create an alliance with. Yeah. Um, with her area at least at least a conversation about one you know? yeah you know this is what we're trying to do this is what i've accomplished and we all do pretty well like can you play nice with us kind of thing yeah so um so i know you have you ever watched an episode of um that spinoff walking dead show um fear of the walking dead i really tried i like, did too i really tried and it like like the special effects really bugged me a lot because they were so they weren't good low brow and low yeah like low budget. Like, it was like I don't understand here. Like this is like got a Walking Dead tagline. Yeah, and the zombies look fake. Yeah, like and like I mean I understand it's a fake show, but 
it looks so bad. Like yeah. I've seen B movie zombies that look. Better yeah, than this I movie. I agree, and I just. But on the other hand, I am interested in what's going on in different parts of the world or country. Yeah. Whereas this is definitely just along the east coast or the in Georgia. Georgia, yeah, okay, so, southeast, and so um, I want to know what's going on elsewhere. What's going on in Minnesota? You know, yeah, what happened to all those people? Yeah, no, I think that's that's uh, one thing that we might see later on in the comics if the comic ever starts to really take a huge dip, huge dive. Is move move location? We probably see new characters and a whole restart from day one. You know, oh, see, yeah, that with a whole new cast. I would almost like to see that as a spin-off series. I, I almost kind of feel I like, don't touch The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, wouldn't mind that either. I wouldn't mind that either. Um, but I do like where this book is. You know, it's it's become just the drama book. You yeah. Know, of, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's no longer really a horror book and a zombie action book. It's It's become human interaction book. Right, exactly. And it's just, through no, through nobody's fault, it's just, it's gone on for 15 years, man. So I can't long. believe it's been that long. It's a fifteen-year-running comic. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that so, um, it is still just as good. Just you know, like you said, it's just changed. Absolutely, the status quo has completely changed. The world that we're playing in, the sandbox that Robert Kirkman has set up, is a lot more organized now. Yeah. At first, it was chaos, and now we have. Well, because it was chaos. We have sandcastles. It was chaos because he now. was nobody when he that first yeah. issue came out, and um, he's got um. I'm talking about Robert Kirkman being chaos also. I mean, he was putting out books like Battle Pope. Yeah. And, and um, he was actually responsible for uh, Marvel Zombies. Right. When it first came out. Yeah. And he's um, he's been all over the place with um, the types of stories he's written. And I don't know. I, I'm really pumped at what he's putting out outside of Walking Dead. Yeah, we've got Oblivion Song now, which is a great read. Yep. We've got Die, 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 which scratches that um, like Kill Bill kind of esque. I'm, I'm really excited for issue two. Yeah, we just got a call from Diamond the other day that um, since the first issue was a surprise, yep. the second issue was never solicited to, con- so, to, <laughs> to comic stores. Yeah. So they were taking. Verbal, so when they called, were you guys taking, like. Yeah, they were taking verbal, verbal confirmations. Verbal orders on that, if you wanted issue number two. So you, I said, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think it'll sell quick. Yeah, it'll still good. We, there's, I think it's still a problem that it's a surprise issue because number ones, we we found a way to reorder them. And there's still a stack sitting on the, uh, the the shelf, but I don't think that's a, a quality problem of the book. I think that's a nobody knows what the hell this is book kind of thing. Yeah, the cover. There's no the cover is super busy yeah. and well, and there's no news about it. I mean, it was no. like super secret. Yeah, I mean, even the guy on the phone I was talking to from Diamond Comics was like, dude. We didn't, didn't even, even know. know about it. Nope. Like, so I was like, wow. So they really, really kept it under wraps. Yeah. But that was Walking Dead this week. Uh, again, they're going with their slow burn. If you ask me, I don't think it's slow. I think they're doing a good job. And it's become that drama book. Um, now, Tyler so, has got this book called The Seeds, which I did not read. Last. I do apologize. Yeah, no, you're fine. Last week or two, we read another Berger book. Um, you know, um, to Dark Horse subsidiary if you yeah. want, want to call that yeah. um so this is the seeds and honestly i don't now, know now what you are saying the seeds yep s-e-e-d-s right yeah okay because i thought you said siege and i'm like well i read the last siege the <laughs> seeds yep um honestly i'm gonna have to read this again because it was that weird it's i'm so lost i mean yeah. it, it's like reading um 
a few different. I don't even know. Too many stories in one. I I can't really. Almost like three different. Writers. I don't want to sound like I'm dumb, uh, but <laughs> I. I'm just kidding. I I really can't even begin to give this a review yet. Um, I'm going to read it again. Okay. And then um, make your determination and bring it back for uh, next week. Give, give me your thoughts right now so we can do a retrospective. Okay. My thoughts is that this writer is trying to be um, um, clever with how um, stories are told, how their story is being told. You know, I'm going to tell it in a different way, but I'm going to structure it back to front. Yeah, no, but it's no. I know, it, I know what you mean. <laughs> there's this connection with bees, and there is this wall uh, where society is separated by a wall. That kind of makes me feel like, um, you know, Germany, um, like the Berlin Wall, the Berlin Wall, and then so you know, the people that live on one side are fine. The people that live on the other side, everything's terrible. Um, but th- there's aliens in here, what? and yeah, there's aliens in here where. This human sleeps with one of them, not really realizing that it's an alien because he's wearing a gas mask the whole time. Okay, what? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, so this is the guy I'm talking about, and okay. he sleeps with her. And Okay, so she's an alien or he's an alien? He is, and he's spread, spreading his seed. So, oh, my God. Yeah, that's, and they're pollinating like bees do, right? And so it, it, in this culture, bees are not... They're they're still a an animal, or I mean, they're still alive. They're not extinct, but people are doing their work. They are taking the pollen from a from flower to flower instead of bees, and so bees have nothing to do. Uh, I'm really trying to still figure out <laughs> what is going on. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so so pretty much just a confusing hodgepodge of both BS. Uh, yeah, I really so like I really like the artwork. It's yeah, the uh, it's a black and white, but with a tinge of green in the background. Just a touch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I really like the way that this is drawn and everything. Um. But I don't want to just go. Oh, this sucks. I'm never going to read it again. Because uh, I know me. Sometimes I read or... read something and then I got to read it again before I like. Oh shit, that's cool. All right. You know. Um. Oh. And. It might be that with this one. I don't know. I'm going to give, I mean, me personally, I'm mm-hmm. give, is that talking horse? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that has to be a mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, man, I don't I, know. I don't know. I think I'm going to give that a hard pass, but uh, I'll, uh, what the hell? Yeah, there, see, that's the, yes, that's their face right there. Um, I know yeah, you so can't. They look like standard gray. Grays, gray yeah. The gray man. Yep. Uh, but they're wearing masks while here. And some of them are gas masks, and I wonder if it's because they can't breathe the oxygen or what. But sounds pretty weird. It is strange, okay. and there is some connection with hives and bees, and there's, and the aliens are spreading their seeds, and it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, that's about okay. all answer, I can give you. Answer my own question. The book one of four, so this is gonna be a four issue mini. Yeah. Um, at this point, you would say no to continuing this then. As of right now, yes. But it could change. It could. Okay, it could well, change. next week. Yep. And Tyler will have final thoughts on the seeds. I did. Okay, I was attracted to because I really like the cover. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's got kind of that Dharma Initiative logo looking yep. thing. Yeah. And the but B with a B inside. in the middle, and then uh, you know it's a Berger Books thing. So I'm like, okay, her stuff is oh, getting that kind of cool. Good. Yep. And um, I like the aesthetic of it. It's grimy. It's 
dingy, yeah. you know? Um, but like I said, story, no idea. I don't know what's going on yeah. because it's all those things that I described yet. I don't, I, I, I couldn't figure out how they related. Well, that's a good segue because the book that I read this week that I started feeling like that, that way has, yeah. has really borne some sweet fruit. Like, okay. This has been a good book. Um, a while back we talked about the last siege issue number one. Yeah. And we were just kind of confused about like, where the hell is this going? Nothing really happened. That's we, why I didn't buy number two. We pretty much just gov-reached through a town, and a guy drank some beer, and they got into a fisticuff fight, and then the guy was like, I'm the king. And the yeah. King. Yep. And but it's turned out really, really good. Number two is good? Issue, this is issue three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you read two? Yeah. Okay. Um, I so, haven't gone past one. and no, I kept going. You know, I kept going with it. Um, overall story, though, is we do have a lone castle with one monastery inside a sure. small settlement within this kingdom uh, ruled by a king who is away at war and it has been overtaken by the local authority okay the local town sheriff if you sure know. he's pretty much saying this is mine king ain't coming back right outsider shows up drinking in the bar he's basically just trying to get his laurels back on coming back to this place. Yeah, and he, he gets kind of accosted by If I remember from issue 1, then he just proclaims he's the king, doesn't he? Well, he's an Eastern he he's Asian, he's Easterner. Okay. So, um they confront him because he's an outsider. Mhm. And they get into a fight. The Easterner wins and says the the guy on the ground says, you know, what do you well, who gives you the rights to come in here and bully me around in my town? Yep. He said, "I do because I'm the king." And boom. He whips out a piece of paper signed by the king that this guy's now the king. Yes. So, I remember that. Yeah. But issue number two expands on that. Uh, he has exiled the uh, the sheriff guy. Yeah. And didn't put him to death or anything, but exiled him. That turned out bad because in issue number two, that guy got free in the forest when he was being escorted to um, another town to be jailed. Okay. And he got free and all of his goons got, excuse me, all of his goons got free. And he came back to try and retake. So, while that was all happening in the woods, though, this new guy has said, the king is dead. I'm now the king of here. And we also have a king of the region who's pissed about me coming to take over this territory. Yeah. So he's going to move on us with his army. So Mm -hmm. we have to figure out a way that we can take on, like, 3,000 men with, like, 80. Yeah. So <laughs> true, but what claim does he have over this? Is it a smaller territory within the bigger one? Yeah. So, and we haven't really gotten into too much of that yet. Um, issue number three kind of ends on a little cliffhanger where one of the magistrates of this place is doing research with his little like um, files and things and historical documents that he has saved up. Yeah. And he's kind of trying to figure out who this guy is. And there's a little line at the end of this book that that says like. Uh, let me look at it real quick. Let me look at it real quick. Fly to the back. So, are you liking the writing and yeah. everything like that? It's not... Oh, here it uh, is. Okay. So, uh, he goes, of course. How could it be anyone else? And with a question mark. Yeah. So, he's trying to figure out who this guy is. And apparently, it's some sort of figure that this guy recognizes. Right. So, And that's, of course, where the book ends. But, 
the intrigue here and the cool things are they're setting up multiple storylines with this overall payoff to the big battle. And I like it. It's just an underdog story with a taste of 300, you know, where yeah. 300 where they're trying to funnel that giant army through that through the hot gates. Yep. Where it's, yep. their yep. numbers will mean nothing. He's doing the same thing. He's like, you know, the bridge to the east I've already torched. Yep. Uh, we're going to build barricades out in the west and blah, 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 blah to funnel the, his army through this way where his numbers will mean nothing and like things like that. And he's got like, he knows secret passages in this castle where there's like gunpowder stored. Okay. And this, of course, being medieval times, gunpowder is not something that's widely known about and used. In Asia there, you know, at that time. Right. He is an Easterner. Yeah. So uh, there's a secret passage and underneath the the um, the castle. Yep. There's a giant, in issue number two, there was a giant stockpile there's- of black powder kegs and kegs yeah and he uh, this girl had her lantern and he was like no 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 No, 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 no. (laughs) we don't want fire down here um yeah i mean because that would make sense he's an easterner in to introduce gunpowder i mean because in in history i mean that's where we got gunpowder originally exactly and so it's really cool and i like how they're taking little excerpts from history like Mm -hmm. him being an easterner he knows exactly what gunpowder is secret stash of gunpowder so him and the former king used to be must know each other, and he was filtering gunpowder through him or giving gunpowder to him, and he's been stockpiling it for a time like this. Yeah. And it's just, I really like the intrigue, and uh, it it's a fun setup. It's it's cool, and I, I'm excited to see the actual siege itself. You know, you know over time, as people started um, changing how gunpowder is used, I mean, going from cannons and then to using it in bullets and then use you know, I mean, up to where we are today, how many people do you think have killed themselves just experimenting with different ways to use it? You know what I mean? It's uh, like a lot. I know. I'm just going. This stuff is so you know um, volatile. Yeah, volatile. And then and then, but yet we've advanced way past how it was used in Japan originally. And I don't know. I'm just I'm going. I would not want to be a guy that has to come up with a more advanced way of using gunpowder. You know? Mm-hmm, yeah. No way. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I really like this book. It is an image book, but it's, I think it's just one of those image books that kind of just gets passed by. Uh-huh. Um, but I really love the cover. It's hard to tell. Well, and one of the reasons is I've always I felt this way about this series is the the title is hard to read um, when you're looking at this wall of comics, right? If you're at Rainbow Comics, for example, uh, it's, you know, a very large wall with all the new releases on it. And so you're scanning for books that you might like. And this one, the title is hard to read. It's on hard. The B, on the B cover it is. The A cover is a lot easier because it's literally a stone wall with the uh, cross window with him standing in it. And then it says Last Siege up top. Oh, okay. So A cover is pretty easy to spot. The B cover, though, yeah, it's very muddy. Yep. In terms of a long distance read, you yep. wouldn't be able to. Same thing with like our Walking Dead's, the Bill Sienkiewicz covers. Unless you outrightly know, yep. hey, that's, that's Michonne. Hey, that's Rick. Yep. Like, hey. That's Maggie. I think. Or, yeah, I was gonna say that's Maggie. I think. Well, it, right, it is. I didn't read it, but I was saying like at a at a distance, that's either Maggie from Walking Dead or a '90s multi-chromed ad for yep. soda. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a '90s look, you know, to the cover that it's like, you know, it's a, yeah, it's that multi. It's dated. Yeah, it, it, but I like it. You know, um, the Bilson Kevich is doing the beat. The nice thing is Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Um, ri- regular covers are still available. Oh yeah. You know, and then but, but right next to it are the 
um, photo covers, right? And this is Ma- Maggie. Uh, he's doing these are portrait. These yeah, are... Por- that's what I meant. Yeah, portrait yeah, yeah. covers. Um, this this week's or this month's Walking Dead though for one eighty two regular cover awful. Do you have yeah. the regular cover? No, I have that one. Okay, the regular cover is. Do you want me to grab one? Is garbage. It no, is. It is. I've seen it. Yeah. It's just two people standing against a brick wall. Yep. Nothing. I know. There's no intrigue there. Uh-uh. Nothing. Usually there's at least like a sizzle cover. Yeah. You know, like uh, two two issues ago, there was like Rick like standing and he was like uh, against like a wall of like uh, the stormtrooper looking guys. From yeah. The con- that doesn't happen in the issue, but still it looks cool. Yeah. But man, this they didn't. They just kind of, I wonder if they're going to. They're getting kind of lazy with the regular covers because everyone because everyone's buying the, uh, <laughs> the bees. yeah the bees and yeah. um I don't know I'm gonna be super excited but at the end of the year when I have the whole collection Me too. you know also when, we, when I see a Negan one I'm jumping all over and buying a few of those did are you also buying the regular covers no no I, did, I started with it but then I gave up and I was like you know what I'm just gonna get the bees because I like them I like yeah I'm buying them because I like them but then I'm the weird um. Completionist, completionist in me is going well all the rest of them these ones are to read these, these ones are to collect no not necessarily that but these do not look anything like the regular a yeah. cover so then i'm going this is gonna be weird when i'm flipping through it and not that yes exactly they're gonna it's like having vhs next to your dvds you're like <laughs> shit i gotta rebuy that on dvd well, no, that's or on blue blu-ray now that's is the, the thing beauty of uh, being a collector man uh, being a collector you can uh no there's no wrong way to collect things yeah you know everybody does it differently yeah and no one's right or wrong for doing it that way you know yeah that's the way you like to do it that's the way you like to do it there's nothing wrong with it yeah um but yeah well, that was the last siege i know i didn't cover that issue too much but i, I did want to give a special shout out to that book because Issue number one, Tyler and I both read, and we were kind of meh. And then we I we both felt like there was just not a hook to it. That it just really it just wasn't engaging. It was a story. It was very clear cut. It was very understandable. It wasn't like um, overly confusing for the sake of being confusing, uh, which is what I think the seeds is. Yeah, there was just the no seeds. There's just no kicker in that book. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but last siege issue number two and three. Awesome. Okay. I've been really happy with it now. I'm really excited that well, I've kept on going. Well, I might go back and pick up issue two because um, I did that with God, one of the books you read last week. Um, it'll come to me. Okay. Um, something mask. Uh, black. Yes. Black woods. Um, oh, uh, uh, Blackwood. Blackwood. Yeah. Okay. So I went back and I like looked. I knew I bought number one, that cool cover one, and I also bought number I two. Want. Do you? You don't have one? I have a number one, but it's not that cover. Ah. I want that cover. How come? Is it's it, just gorgeous. It is cool. I love it. Compared yeah. to the, I mean, number one's not bad, but then when we did our show about talking about Blackwood number one, I thought the A covers were of shit quality in terms of paper. Like, were they? Yeah, the, the paper stock was awful. Like, it felt flimsy and shitty, and like there was color breaks all over it, and that wasn't just my issue. That was the whole shipment. Like, really? Yeah, and then yours was gorgeous, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I felt cheated. the pinks and purples that oh, just pop beautiful. on her uh, and her face, you know. Yeah, but well, I'll even buy that. So often. I went back and well, I'll probably consider it because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hooked on the series, you know. You know, I'm not hooked on it, but I do like me a, a pretty smexy cover. Yeah, and that's a smexy cover. I like the art, and um, I went back. It's just a harder book to find, it, harder uh, cover to find. It's yeah, read those two, so now I'm like, oh, I should pick up three and give it a chance again. I think you should though, because. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, they've done a, such a great job of the comedy horror balance. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. They really have. Is that that series where they're at, like, a school? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Now I know. Yep. 
Uh, funny, and there are some sheer moments of like, ugh, like, oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, so, issue number one had that, issue number two and three also had that. It'll wrap up, at, I think it's only a four. Oh, yeah, then I should definitely get the rest Please. of it. It's good. Yeah. That would, re- that would really bother me if I gave up on it and it was such a short run. Yeah, it's only four. I'd be like, God dang it. Now to a book Tyler and I can both agree on is kind of uh, stupid. Okay. <laughs> I have liked John Lehman um, in the past for his work on Chew. Now I don't feel so bad, though, for not liking Farmhand because you don't like this one. Farmhand I do like. Um, no, no, no. And that's fine. And that I was, was the, just saying I don't like See, that. with Farmhand, that was the other um, half of the Chew duo you know, yeah. um, so this is John Lehman, the writer of Chew, and honestly, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I'm not, God, I wanted to like this so much, and, okay, even the artwork is lame. See, I didn't, I didn't mind the artwork. I thought if you're okay. gonna, if you're gonna design a Leviathan to come out of the ground and, or maybe it came from the sky, I couldn't tell from the artwork. It was popping out of the ground. That's what I thought. Um, Okay, if that's how it's going to be, I don't know. This thing looks more like a toad than, you know what I mean? It's so big sure and beef the, is round and it's... I'm not so sure about the extra mandibles. Like, those bug me. The little I'm not sure about his, uh, his, under his jaw, he's got the, it is really, it looks like a fat dude with a, with a double chin, right? <laughs> Two chin chow. <laughs> yeah, and okay. Basically, the premise of the story is a guy's having a party. He leaves the party to go buy beer, and he's bitching about the people that stopped by his party. Yeah. While he's out, because uh, they were bored, uh, one of the kids or men at the party, his name was Goth, uh, Goth Johnny. Goth Johnny. He gets out some um, occult type stuff, and they summon this Leviathan. And on accident. Uh, on no, accident. Well, he more on purpose on accident. Yeah. Like, you guys want to see some cool stuff? This would be cool. This would be really but then cool. it actually happened and so now this thing is here and the girlfriend was just about to describe to she got out of the building before the Leviathan destroyed the building. And she met up with her boyfriend who went to go buy beer and she's describing how they did made this happen and then all this debris fell on her and she died. That is the book, front to back. I mean, it really is. Um, <laughs> I just the only defense I have for this book, like the only way, the only thing I can say. I about think it, it is funny that I'm sorry to interrupt you, but every other panel, her tits are coming more and more out of her sweater. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what are they doing? Why? Yeah. No, like I said, you know, like the only real defense I have for this book, it is completely ultra satirical. Like, it is okay. It so, is, do you think it's being? Um, slapstick on purpose. I, it's being utterly facetious about what it is. Like it, it, it absolutely knows it is not trying to be a serious book. Like, oh, thank God! Because I yeah. was like, John Lehman is blowing it here. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I mean, the one part of satire I did appreciate in here is the total Trump knockoff. Is hilarious. Did you? Because I was just going. They were funny, but I'm like, I didn't think it was important. I'm si- just like, no, I don't. You, I don't think it's a poor taste at all. When you go, when you go, like satirical you can you can go like um serious satire yeah or you can just go crazy off the wall doing crack in the bathroom like crazy and this is doing the crack in the bathroom crazy it's just nuts yeah so uh, i yes i do agree this book is stupid in and of itself yeah I i don't think it's trying to be smart i don't think it's trying to be not stupid i think it is absolutely trying to be dumb 
to a just to a T though. I mean, yeah, it it takes itself seriously at no point in this book. I'm so sick of Trump stuff though that I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, this is over the top um, Trump satire. Everybody's done it. Um, In this bedroom scene of Donald Trump, there is a huge portrait of himself naked. You know, like you remember from Seinfeld when um, George uh, was laying on the couch, he did that nude thing. That's the playgirl pose of uh, Burt Reynolds. Okay, so um, Donald Trump's doing that and it's above his bed, which he's sleeping in with a teddy bear. And... um, his bed frame has uh, dollar signs on it, and then it also has um, words that are kind get, of built. Get money. Get money, it says. And then there's a statue of him that says number one next to it. My and favorite is the man hands, though that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's like gloves that are shaped like real person's hands, like real size hands. Yeah. And he has tiny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think that's hilarious. And then. There's just pictures of him and statues of him all over this bedroom. It's the ultra narcissist room. Yeah, and um, so anyway, the <laughs> military's calling in because the um, this Leviathan is attacking. You got to get the president on the phone, and he can't be bothered because he's sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Um, so overall opinion on this book uh, from you? You uh, will like not a, continue. I'll buy the next one, yeah. but. Um, is if if this is going to be an ongoing like uh, his see, last thing? I can't see how it could be, man. Yeah, you've already killed off the main character's love interest in issue number one. Well, is she? <laughs> oh, then I got to look. If you look at the back page, the last page, her hand is sticking up through the rubble. Like, yeah. is it twitching? I don't I think know. It's more of like a, a twitch, twitch, like to me, too comedic effect kind of thing. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean the fingers are all broken and yeah. every which way, and um, it's. Just one hand up through the rubble. Um, it does say part one of five. So okay. I would guess this would be a five issue. All right. Maybe, maybe I'll read issue two. Yeah. I do think it's totally gonzo crazy, though. I mean, uh-huh. But I think it's it's trying to be. Would you read it in the next one? Yeah. You will? Because I, I didn't... I didn't I didn't hate it when I was no. reading it. I was actually like comically like, this is so weird. Like, yes. Like, so weird. I was looking through it going, funny. I don't know what the fuck to think of this. I I'm think, just like, this is, I think this but is we both thought the same thing. Like, this is stupid. stupid. Yeah. But then, I mean, it's, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it's stupid for the sake of being stupid, you know? It absolutely is. I mean, I don't think you can take this book seriously. I think this is just the turn off the brain read of the, of the week, you know? Yeah. Turn off the brain and enjoy some just... It's just complete stoner gonzo fun. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. Like, it's just like, dude, look at the art. It's oh, crazy. dude, look at it. Sure, sure. You know, yes. her uh, boobs are falling off her sweater. Yeah. Like the more, the more debris that falls on her, the more her sweater <laughs> came off. I was like, what the? F-? It's a weird book. It really is. I will have to read it up, leave it up to you listeners to, if you like it or not. Uh, Drop us a line at one of our emails. Let us know if you like Leviathan yep. um, this week from Image. I would say it's, it's completely either hit or miss. I don't think there's any middle ground here. Either either you're going to like it and read more, or you're going to be like, stupid, dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I know, you know, uh, one of our friends said that they didn't even like Chew. And I'm like, oh, really? I thought Chew was really smart. I thought um, it was really clever um, coming up with all these um, names for different powers that these guys had. You know, if you remember in Chew, they... 
had all food-based powers. Yeah. You know, so like our main character, he could bite a human and tell exactly um, what, where they've, like, he can tell their whole life by eating humans, you know, and everyone had a little bit different powers. And I don't know, just even the names for some of these powers was crazy. Do you think uh, Layman set the bar too high for himself to follow up with? Because what else has he done other than just Chew? Has it just been Chew and then Farmhand and then this? He's not writing Farmhand. That's the artist from, from Chew. Oh, I thought that was, I thought that he was doing farmhand as well. Uh, Let me look. But then I didn't know, you just mentioned Chew, and then I was like, oh, well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't particularly like Chew that much, and I don't like farmhand, so. Yeah, Um, so the Chew artist is writing farmhand. Oh, okay, that makes more sense, but I still didn't like farmhand. Yeah, and um, Jeff, oh, Rob Gilroy. Rob Gillory. Okay. Gillory. Gillory. It's weird. G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. Gillory. Anyway, he is writing Farmhand. Gotcha. And he drew Chew. Yeah. He, I think he might be doing the art on Farmhand as well, but he, long story short, that duo are doing two different comics now. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Check mark. Yep. Um, yeah. So Redneck is doing really well. Um, I no- completely lost track of this book do you know which issue you were on like six yeah like way back like i i'm i'm way behind it's so good i know and and it's not for the lack of it it being good it's just i think it's just i totally lost track of where i was it kept coming out and i kept just being like other books you know what i mean yep distraction Ooh, light bulb you know like bright light Yep. Car, you know what I mean? Like, just I got distracted from that book very easily and um, just forgot. I have so. always been a huge fan of how they do vampires in this book. Um, I think it's, um, I, I think it's a fresh, I need this book. I think it's a fresh take on it, you know. Um, and so the young girl that has been, um, so she's kind of, has she kind of taken over as the main story then? Yep, oh, that's Be- awesome. yeah, because she found out through mind reading, you know, she can read minds. Yeah. And so she was reading Bartlett's mind and she found out that they kidnapped her, you know, that, mm. that there's a dark side, there's a this. dark side to her story with them. And she she's, wasn't. and she's pissed, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I yeah, haven't, I really have to get back on that. I loved that first run, that six issue run. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm, uh, this is Donnie Kate still, right? Yeah. Oh Yeah. I know I wouldn't read it if it wasn't Donny Cates anymore because that's when I think things go off the rails when the original creators hand it off to somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah I would def. I don't want to go through this. Yeah, um, don't wreck it too much. Um, but just panel by the, panel, but uh, thirteen is where they're at. Yeah, issue thirteen, and it's been great. Yeah, every yeah. issue. I, I haven't found a, a stinker well, yet. You know, Donny Cates has been busy man now. Mm. We've been on the we've been on the Cates train for a while, so. It's nice to see our love for Donny Cates be accepted in the the mainstream world now with like the Venom stuff. Yeah, and, and I, you know, Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider and all that. Yeah, you know, as far as he just has no break. I bet you know during his well, week, he's, he's absolutely exploded onto the scene. I know, exploded. There is so many series that he's writing right now. Mm-hmm. Baby Teeth is taking a break. I think though, sure. um, I haven't seen that. In a couple months, at but, least. I mean, on one hand, you've got 
Redneck, Baby Teeth, Venom, Thanos, Doctor Strange, Cosmic Ghost Rider. I mean, that's six books right there that I just named instantly. That are all monthly titles. That are, and that They're are all supposed to be. On, that are all going on. That is... I don't know. To me, that's... He dropped off of Doctor Strange, but he did the six-issue run. So. Yeah. And it was it was a big seller, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick, awesome, pick up the trade of that one. Uh, Thanos was 13 issues. His uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to be five. So, the man's busy. Yeah. Busy, 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 busy. That's Venom, of course, uh, I, I guarantee Donny Cates will jump off of that at some point. But yeah. he's introducing a lot. And I, there's a lot of things well, coming out of it. I don't even think that Venom will be an ongoing. I think when Donny Cates is done with it, they'll just stop. Because Venom isn't a character that can sustain his own title. Because Well, that's why we're seeing, like, uh, there's the Venom title right now. And then there's going to be Venom, the first host. So that will Ooh, be that'll be fun. That'll be the first person that came in touch with the Venom symbiote in space. Yeah, and then it will. Be My favorite one is Venom. Venom. It's all yeah. about Vietnam. Yeah, they have like a subtext to it too. I can't remember what it was. It was like, but yeah. Okay, so I just don't feel like I feel like they've kind of jumped the shark with Venom too at certain points because you know then they had given it to Flash Thompson. Um, yeah. Oh. Spoiler, Flash Thompson's dead. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't say that last time, did we, when we read the... Um, eh, whatever. Uh, but, okay, so Flash Thompson's dead. <gasps> but they oh had God. him, you know, they had him wearing the suits and the and the, the, the symbiote as a suit. And then they had it um, trained, really, to... The Agent Venom storyline. Yeah, the Agent Venom storyline. I thought it was dumb. I I'm like, that. Eddie Brock... Is Venom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Quit giving it to all these other people. Yeah. Eddie is the one with these psychological issues that he's stuck with this thing. If he doesn't have his um, symbiote, he really does not do well. Yeah. You know, his life is in the shitter. And right. then, but. I think it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. But know? then when he has it, he's also going insane because he doesn't have any control. This thing's right. always taking control. I think it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. You, you pick you pick the Venom you like best and you run with it. You yeah. Know? You like Agent Venom? Cool. Stick yep. with that storyline. If you like the new one, awesome. If you like the old one, sweet. I mean, I, it's a real just take it or leave it grab bag of stuff. Now that I they have no problem with it. now that they've introduced that there is a basically a hive of these yeah. um, things. Um, I'm really getting into that. I really like the idea of... Um, well, that and also the options are now are completely limitless. Yes. I mean, now you don't have to you don't have to whore out the regular Venom symbiote. The one, yeah. yeah. And that's where I was getting at is I felt like, okay, they are really stretching this symbiote yeah. far because it's like... There's only so much time in the world that yeah. it's been existing for, yeah. that, for him to be uh, possessing multiple hosts. Yes, exactly. But now they have an excuse of... It's random symbiote twenty six. You know mm-hmm. they can do whatever the hell they want now. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Donny Cates, they've they've given them an, an infinite supply of creative juice. I so a planet. Back to what we were talking about, Donny Cates when he jumps off the title. I think the title will be done. I don't see it as ongoing because I think it'll keep going. Do you? Yeah, I really do. I think he'll tell this story in a concise um, set of issues and. And I then, think, and then that will be part of the Marvel mythos, you know, yeah, going forward. I think he will, but I think it'll, I think it'll just keep going. I think they'll just find a new creative team and new writers take over volume two or whatever they want to call it. Uh, well, there's storyline. I mean, how many Venom titles have there been in the oh, past? Man, a lot. Five, six different ones. A and lot. so they, none of them really catch, you know? 
Yeah. And it dies. And then a while later, someone's like, let's do a Venom title, you know? It's a revolving cycle, you know? It's... It, it is unfortunate. It has become an industry norm that we see a lot, new, a lot of number ones, a lot of miniseries. But you know, me personally, I don't really have a huge problem with miniseries because I've become a little bit less of a of a collector of ongoing series and more of a collector of storylines. You know, like oh yeah. So if there's an ongoing that has a great storyline that you haven't been collecting, that right. you'll like, buy I'll that story. Onto that storyline. Okay. I mean? like, and then stop it, when it's done. Right. You know, if it's say like, the, like to put it into perspective, it's, let's, let's say Donny Cates came over to Spider-Man mm-hmm. and they're on issue like 20 mm-hmm. and he's going to write 20 to 28. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy 20 to 28. I could give a rat's ass about issues one through 20. Mm-hmm. Don't care. But I'm going to buy 20 through 28 because I like that. Or, you know, um, if Andy Circus you know, let's just say, you know, he came yep. in and wrote one book for somebody, I'd buy it. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't care about the rest of it. I'm I'm a more um, I used to be the long um, ongoing guy, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy um, short runs and miniseries and all that kind of stuff, one offs. I do too, just because I mean, I have time for that. Yeah, I have time for that, and I can go collect it, and I don't feel like I'm wading through mud trying to buy all these issues. Yeah, and I'm like, well, like. Uh, for instance, New 52 Flash. Yep. New 52 Flash, the first, like, three volumes, so that's, like, the first 18 books yep. or so, are amazing. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the creative team changes halfway through. Yep. And it becomes complete dog, just dogpile, just crap. It's utter nonsense, and it's, it's a revolving cycle of Flash, reverse yep. Flash, Flash, reverse Flash. And I'm like, I'm so done with this reverse that, Flash bullshit. Um... Okay, what was after New Fifty Two? Um, what's Rebirth? It? Rebirth. Okay, Rebirth Flash is stupid. I Same thing. Care, I could care less. Yeah. I tried. Yep, I did too. They they go they do the same trope. I it's love Flash fl- and Reverse Flash. flash. Yes, Reverse Flash. That's all it is. I don't care. Put it to bed. Stop. I like and I like Flash as a character. I so that's too. why whenever there's a new series, I try to get into it. Yeah. Um, same thing with New Fifty Two Batman. Early on, really cool. Oh, the Scott Snyder stuff. Yep. And the Greg Capullo run. Yep. On New 52 Batman is yep. highly underrated. Yep. Highly. Both, Bat- both Batman titles, you know, of Detective and Batman with this Rebirth stuff has been iffy at best. Yeah. Tom King is doing a good job uh, of creating his own uh, tales and marking his own territory. But, I mean, when you have to live up to Scott Snyder and, like, the way he, you know... Because he was, I think, at the time when he took over Batman, he was kind of where Donny Cates was now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was that hot writer. Yep. He was that one that everyone's like, whoa. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, check out all the stuff that Scott Snyder's well, doing. Well, you know, now Scott Snyder is, like, one of the higher-ups at Marvel. You yeah, know? he doesn't need to do all that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to put a, put forth that much effort. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, so you did you read The Raid? No, I was actually just going to quick mention it. I bought it with the intent of reading it. However... Um, I haven't seen all of the raid movies, and this is a like a bridge, like a gap between like those movies. Okay, and I'm not sure where it falls, but I'd like to watch those movies prior. Yeah, but I uh, think it's cool that um, they're doing. I've seen the first raid film, which I love. I think it's last decade or two is probably it's probably up there as one of the top five, top ten. I don't want to like, out myself, but I don't even know anything about it. Okay, it's. Basically, just a super highly stylized uh, action extravaganza. Okay. So think John Wick meets Ong Bak. Okay. Put together. All right. So that type of 
fast frenetic action with a martial arts flavor. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, But that's what The Raid is. So now that you – we've had a couple books, you know, Stranger Things and The Raid, uh-huh. which fills in gaps of the um, parent property, the, either the movie or right. the TV show. One of the things that I was so disappointed about, you know, along that same line with Star Wars is the Clone Wars, right? We jumped from – in the movies, we jumped from – the Clone Wars starting to the end of the Clone Wars. And then we got the Clone Wars as an animated thing. And they're bringing that back now. Yeah. I was so disappointed because I would have loved to seen the Clone Wars as a movie. Yeah. You know, well, and people, I think people wanted that as well. And I think that's what kind of birthed that TV show. Cause that TV show is actually really strong. Mm-hmm. Really great. Yeah. There's so much. The idea that Anakin had a Padawan, I mean, that's what is right. her name, Ashoka or yep. Ashoka Town or Ashoka? Yeah, um, I thought that was a really cool idea because you never, you never hear about that later that he had, and like when you go into Episode Three, which takes place after the Clone Wars, you don't hear anything about his Padawan. Yeah, there's a huge missed opportunity there that George Lucas missed, but you know we could go on for hours. I know about that, um, but yeah, I mean, it's at least. We can be happy that we're getting more Clone Wars because that stuff was really awesome. Yeah. And continues to be. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm excited for the uh, last Star Wars movie in this trilogy whenever – I think they're going to wait a couple years. Uh, 2020? uh, December 2019, I think. Oh, 19? I think they're going to start filming here soon. Okay. I'm excited for that so we can end this chapter and get on with the – The rest of the stuff. The rest of the stuff like we were talking about, they're going to go into the non – Skywalker stuff. Yeah, it's um, time to get away from it. It's, um, it's, thir- it's been 40 years, man. Like, so my question is, are we still going to be doing Jedi stuff? I don't think you can let that go. Yeah. Um, I don't think you have to necessarily call them Jedi anymore. Yeah. I think you just, you become... Well, the Sith have changed. I mean, yeah, originally yeah. it was the Sith and then, and then we get into the original trilogy where they did not call the two of them the Sith. You didn't hear that word at all. Right. And then you get into this newest trilogy and it's the Order of Ren. Yeah, Knights of Ren. Knights that. of Ren, yeah. And um Well and I think it's just you know, just like Luke said, you know, it's like the Jedi have to end. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he's he's not going to be the last Jedi in the film, but I think he's just I don't think people are going to call themselves Jedi moving forward. I think it's just going to be more force user, force sensitive. Maybe. Um know? I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because um, on the Millennium Falcon, they have the Jedi scriptures, you know, the um, – so uh, Ray took them. I think she's going to pick and choose what she needs to take out, take from those though. I don't Do think you? she's going to – You don't think she's going to create a Jedi order um, no. based on those original writings? Why would she? The person, would... the person who used those to create a school um, created Kylo Ren. Yeah. He failed himself. Vader. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, just talking about Luke, Luke had them and he, Luke was using them to create that school. Yeah. And she saw the bad, the side effects of that and he pretty much just gave up. Yeah. And so it's not a, it's. All, all, all the um, Jedi, the, the big Jedi gave up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, if Obi-Wan. you, Obi-Wan gave up, just hung out in the desert. I mean, he um, protected, sure, he protected Luke, but he. Even, he, even Yoda gave up, hung out in Dagobah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, going out there and going after the finishing emperor, what they, finishing what they started. Yeah. You know, um, his battle with the emperor in episode three was not a total win for the emperor. Yoda could have gone back later, regrouped himself, and 
finish the job. Finished it, right? Come on, I be- Yoda, finish the job. I believe that 100%. <laughs> but instead, he went and hid, you know. All the great Jedi do, baby. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, and and Ray is like, you can't hide. So I think she's going to bring back the Jedi and, and, a- and not have it as a hidden them hidden she's gonna say we are not uh we're not scaredy cats we're gonna do this we're a we're a fighting force for good yeah i don't know we'll have to see there's a lot of stuff that needs to be sorted out especially yeah. through from the fallout of last jedi and all that stuff but there, there definitely will be force sensitive um aspect to the movies i yeah. definitely think so i don't think you can have a star wars movie without some sort of aspect of the force or mm. han solo yeah i guess han solo really didn't no i mean one one could say though that he is force sensitive, to a degree. You think so? I don't think he can really use it, but I think he can sense it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, in all the movies, he was just kind of well, especially in A New Hope, he was just going oh, whatever that mumbo jumbo crap, yeah. you know. I think it, I think he's uh, I think he's force sensitive, but it plays off more like luck. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. I think he's got a. I think he's got just a touch of the force. To make it look like he's the luckiest son bitch out there, yeah. But it's really just like the glim, the glimmer of the force. I mean, how well he can fly that, right? Or how well he could when he was alive, yeah. fly the Millennium Falcon. You know, especially when they're just in that asteroid it. field, and yeah, and he's yeah. just got a touch of it, man. Okay, it's his sixth sense, but it's really just the force. All right, <laughs> I, I I can buy that. Yeah, that's my word. I'm sticking to it. All right, but uh, should we uh, end? Should we yeah. end on Star Wars? Yeah. Why not? Why I mean, not? We don't even have a Star Wars book. <laughs> Uh, but that's the beauty of the show. It's hey, on, first time on one of my uh, other podcasts that I listen to, it's a comic book one where they have um, a segment on it called Star Wars Corner, yeah. where two of it's a three person show, okay. or it used to be now it's two, but three person show, and one of them does not like Star Wars comics, <laughs> and so the other two just talk to Star Wars. Well, that third guy's like, oh, I hate this, you know, and they call <laughs> it the, sweaters. They, and... they call it their Star Wars Corner. That's so, funny. yeah. Great. Um, well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, this episode was brought to you by Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles. You can find them at 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and 1501 Pine Lake Road in Lincoln, Nebraska. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you need anything from us, you can reach out to our personal emails. Yeah. Mine is johnjones007.jj at gmail.com. Tyler is at tyler.johnson1116. That's 1116, my birthday. All right. At gmail. Com. And you can also get everything under the sun that we talked about here at RainbowComicsCardsCollectibles.com or check out their Facebook page. Uh, you can message them directly. The best spot probably in the tri-state area uh, for getting your books and all things geek. So oh, yeah. thank you guys. We appreciate it. We'll smash you later. See ya.